You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. On a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. We are live from New York. WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the... Oh, shoot. Dude, I'm sorry. I stepped on you. (laughs) Quite all right for... uh... Uh, Go for it. Oh, I screwed that one right up. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, This is uh, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And we are... uh, Well, I am live from New York, but it's it's Thursday afternoon. It's not Saturday night. (laughs) Oh man, I feel so cha- I feel so crappy. <laughs> Holy jumping! We're gonna have to like redo that to to to, to re-record that at the end of all this, just for the podcast. You know what? Or or we'll just have to come to New York again. Yeah, well that that, that that's gonna happen anyway. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna be hearing this for the rest of the day. Dave was gonna open up saying live from New York because it's just so much fun when you're actually live from New York. And Dave, you you're 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 at the SMX East conference, uh, happening live in New York. How's it going? It is a fantastic show. They really, really outdid themselves this time. I, I was thoroughly impressed. Um, there's some really, really high-level um, sessions. Like, I, I, I love those, uh, the conferences where, you know, yeah, you're a speaker, but you actually sit down and go, okay, I did not know that. Um, Frederick Villes is here, so, you know. Oh, right on. PPC chops are, uh, you know, second to none, really. Um and uh, yeah, just just all sorts. Eric's here talking voice search. Really, it's just yeah, a lot of lot of great sessions. And uh, you know, it, it's it's like uh, Third Door knows how to how to put on a spread too, because they had uh, some some great meals and uh, some awesome parties. That wow, I'm I'm sitting here just feeling intensely jealous because uh, <laughs> the New York shows are are huge amounts of fun, and New York is a, is a wonderful, great city to be in. Um, and then and, and SMX has consistently like ri- 
uh, uh, heightened, heightened the bar on on quality at their shows. Uh, what was the most high level high level uh, uh, session that you caught that you caught? I would probably, you know, it's interesting because it was um, a clinic, but well, there's a clinic and a session that both are really high level. Um, and, and you know what, I guess I'm going to be biased and it's because my like interest right now is, is, is paid search, right? I mean, you know, we all have lots of them and, but in, in this space um, it's been to do with paid search um, and Frederick Valais did two um, outstanding sessions. He did a site clinic and he did a, a great session covering you know, lots of scripts. And anyway, it, it was just really, really interesting stuff um, that came in. And everybody in that session, not just Frederick, everybody in that session did some some really interesting um, sort of provided some really great information on different ways of, of targeting and basically different ways of saving money or maybe not saving money, allocating your money properly on on the paid search side. On voice or on um, on the on the organic side, I would hands down, no surprise here, Eric Eng, <laughs> um, you know, covering voice search, and partly I'm biased because I'm interested in in AI and voice, but partly it's just it, it's where we're headed, and he's a, a an outstanding speaker, and, and he's been on our show many times, so our listeners probably know. Well, yeah, and, and you just want to give uh, Eric and Mark uh, props because it just, I mean. They're great speakers. They've contributed so much to the industry. Um, but lo- like long before voice search, Mark and Eric were contributing to the knowledge base of the industry Absolutely. in enormous ways. And you just want to give props to these guys because they are such such good good fellows. And and it's like proficient new when they bought Stone Temple, you know, a couple weeks back. So, um, so yeah, no good good on them. And uh, on, on a on a personal note. Uh, Jessica Bowman says hello. I just ran into her. Oh, oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> hey, Jessica, how you doing? We got to have her on the show too. How's she doing? I know. I was I was thinking exactly that. You know what? I she's doing great, and I will just grab her after the show is done. And uh, one of the shows very soon, we'll just grab her on. So I won't even tell you the exciting thing she's doing right now, uh, yeah, because excellent. I will let her uh, do that herself. Excellent. Oh, wonderful. Okay. So um, while you were away, Dave, and you've been you've been on the road for what three weeks now? Three weeks, yeah. I was uh, I was back home for three days. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been it's it's been a long sort of conference set. But this is it till March. So. But you were you were last in PubCon uh, in uh, Vegas for PubCon. Yeah. Um, we didn't get to talk to you last week because exactly one week ago at this time, which probably feels like forever ago to you. <laughs> Um, you were on stage uh, uh, with um, Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Let's see, he, was, uh, he was on the show like two weeks ago um, with Chris <laughs> Jones. Uh, how was PubCon? Uh, PubCon is for anybody who hasn't been. I know you have. Um, it was a, it was an outstanding show. It's funny. It was the first PubCon I'd ever been to ever. Well, PubCon's wild, um, eh? I did not understand why. There was such a hoopla about it. I, I, you know, you don't know until you till you get there. Um, the speakers were great. The show was great. Um, you know, there's another one of those. I, I think, incredible. indeed. I think maybe everybody, because I'm, I'm even thinking of state of search the week before that, and I'm like, no, actually, I think everybody's just raising the bar here a little bit because uh, it just seems like the the caliber um, is higher. But yeah, PubCon was was another another great one. And Eric and Mark were were both there as well. Actually, I've seen them three weeks in a row now. Um, and yeah, they, they both did some some great sessions as as well. There, they were probably not probably they 
they were the highlight of of that one from from my takeaways everybody ta- has different takeaways but um they they did some great work there unsurprisingly um as well sort of along the same tangent but different presentations so wasn't a repeat so the yeah yeah it was a it was a great show as uh great show as well it's like brett knows what he's doing on year 18 or something <laughs> something like that yeah uh brett uh joe melissa and the entire uh pubcon crew um they, they yeah um, last thing we're living vicariously through you eh? like uh i mean, I, I feel like i am because because i used to go to these shows all the time go to these parties and the sessions um how were the parties no oh. <laughs> well they I mean, were uh, exactly like you remember <laughs> okay, so there's a bunch of stuff you can't talk about, but um, there must have been I mean, great venue. There, they were. They, they, they all have been at great venues. I unfortunately had to uh, miss one last night. Um, you know, for for some reason, um, clients feel like I should actually still be doing what they pay me for. Um, so I had to go, but Bing through an outstanding party. Apparently, um, arson. Uh, I'm not even going to pretend. To pronounce his last name correctly um i would try yeah no i'm not going to um <laughs> was there and, and had reported back on that one that uh, that it was fantastic but i'll be getting together with him later tonight and uh yeah they they they, they threw some great ones they the even the and and this is you know sort of how you can tell the health of a conference um at this one here um even the exhibitor hall is is fun lively and uh and there's lots going on i mentioned that because there was like a, a cocktail hour <laughs> in, the, in the expo mm. hall here um and uh yeah there's some some really great exhibits and um, i actually had a client at this event and it was great because he's been interested in a couple of the services and i got to go talk to them <laughs> so one of the bonuses of, of of doing the trade show floor is you get to see some of the new innovations in the industry and you know, get to actually pick the brains of vendors that you might you might have a a uh business relationship already um <laughs> You mentioned Microsoft through a, a, a big shindig last night. Um, Microsoft is uh, looking at spending a good deal of money in the search sphere this year. They're revamping uh, Bing's webmaster tools, and um, apparently they've been, well, bug fixing, uh, totally bug fixing at, uh, at Bing. Was there... Um, any comment from from Microsoft folks, um, Bing folks, about uh, about any hints on their future? No, I did have a chance during a, a site clinic earlier. I was I was sitting um, with a with a person from Microsoft. I can talk about some interesting things they can do with with Webmaster Tools. Um, only because I was looking over her shoulder <laughs> while, <laughs> while it was going on. I'm like, oh, you can do that. Um, but yeah, and she's actually the person I was sitting next to had only. To, there's she's one of two people that can actually basically she can do webmaster tools for any site right we were doing live site audits and she's like no let's just pull their site <laughs> i'm like okay did not know you could do that of course you can but i didn't know there were only two people at microsoft who can do that yeah. um, but there are um anyway it, i had to be really clear with the audience and actually pulled them three people were using um bing webmaster tools pretty much everybody was using google search console i'm like bing webmaster tools folks for all of our listeners who aren't using it, it is far superior to Search Console. Keep Search Console. It's not a replacement. You still need to know what Google thinks of your site, but the, the, the tools in there are outstanding. But no hints as to what uh, what might be coming up. There were hints that there's stuff coming up. So that's well, all, I, all I sort of I, I, I hate to tell you this, man, but you, know, you weren't Search Personality of the Year in 2018. No. 
Barry no, Schwartz I was, was, and apparently, I, I don't know what it is, but Bing talks to him. Um, Barry is reporting. <laughs> over at, over at uh, Search Engine Land today, Barry is reporting that uh, they're revamping the entire uh, Webmaster Tools suite over at Bing. See, now that's what Gettys alluded to, and then I miss it. See, now this, and, and you'll probably remember it, and for, for our listeners, I was like relying on Jim. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, unfortunately, when you're at a conference, while you're in the thick of everything that's kind of going on, you probably know more about what somebody I'm actually looking at right now is reporting because I'm staring in the door into the speaker's lounge at Barry Schwartz, um, who's, who's also here. And isn't that incredible? Just kudos to, to Barry once more, because this is why he gets search personality of the year, is he's also just keeping the news pumping out. He's attending sessions, he's attending a conference, and he's still sitting there diligently making sure that all the news is is still getting reported, which is incredible because I'm having a hard time, if not impossible time, just keeping up on what he's writing. <laughs> so. um, does he got the tiara with him? Have Pardon you guys made him wear the tiara in New York? <laughs> no, no, not in New York. I should actually ask him, though, if he brought it. Yep. The inquiring minds do want to know. I'm not sure why, but, you know, we definitely, <laughs> we definitely want to know about the tiara. <laughs> It, it's funny that you you bring uh, Barry up. And for listeners who don't know the tiara, when you win Search Personality of the Year, you you get to wear a tiara. Um, and as one of the judges for the U.S. Search Awards, they sent, had sent me an email, which I can now mention, but I couldn't at the time, uh, going, you know, give us three names for Search Personality of the Year. And I'm not going <laughs> to list who all was on the list, but I, I put down my three and I sent it in. And then I walked, you know, into the next room and, you know, I can trust Mary. So I'm like, oh, I picked I picked these three. And she's like, not not Barry, but but he did that honor and SEO. I was like, oh my goodness, because <laughs> I keep thinking of a news guy. Like, okay, right. And I sent that back in, going, okay, the other three are great, but I'm replacing this one with this one. But you can count Barry as my only vote. <laughs> I just I need to put three so they're in there. But Barry should should deserve it just for that. Um, and then his his Matt cuts uh, as well, honoring Matt cuts. Um, you know, sort of spearheading that and and getting that out there. It was it was well earned, and he's easily easily. Well, I don't know if it's restricted to this year, but certainly search personality of, of 2018. Absolutely. I mean, he's been search personality since uh, since the get-go, but they got him, they honored him this year. So um, congratulations to Barry. We want pics of the Tierra in New York. <laughs> or it didn't happen. <laughs> I'll tell him. Okay. Bel- people were actually outside of conferences talking about search stuff this week. Um, it happened. It really did. Um, <laughs> this is the 25th of October, by the way, the, the, the time the podcast was recorded at. Earlier today, in a uh, in a, uh, a Twitter conversation, uh, John Mueller reminded uh, webmasters that if you're using canonical tags, which you should be using, use a uh, absolute url the entire full url https slash slash um either www or non www.url.com um because it makes things easier for google to follow ah that makes sense doesn't it it absolutely <laughs> makes sense I, um and that's i know it's something that 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 that, that i suspect people were doing already anyway but in case you weren't now you know you should Right. These are the tweets I usually end up go, putting out with like a PSA, right? Like in case you miss what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you would do that, but in case you did. Um, yeah. No, that's that's some 
some sound advice. Uh, you know, I mean, sometimes it is important and I'm, I'm really catching that and, and you do at every conference or, you know, you're chatting with a client on the phone or, or whatnot. You know, yeah. You know what? Sometimes it is good to remind people of just the basics because what if you came in now? Right? What if, you know, Jim or Dave was starting their SEO career? Now, you don't know. <laughs> like, yes, it's a best practice and we just knew to do that, but we only knew to do that because we'd started before now. Right. But yeah, you know, yeah, this is great information because, yeah, there's people who are just starting and they need to know these basic things that the rest of us take for granted as knowledge. Well, and also the, the canonical tag is going to become um, this is, by the way, speculation time, not necessarily um, fact time. This is, we're, we're definitely delving into opinion. But I think as uh, we move more and more into a voice universe, um the website as we know it's going to the, the purpose of the website as we know it's going to change radically it's going to become more of a more of a base of information than the primary place you go to that the user goes to extract information uh, uh, your home device or uh, Google or Bing will, will extract the information for you um, mm-hmm. and, and and vocalize it back to you um, so the canonical tag is going to become more and more important moving into the future as various devices have to reference back to where they got the information from in the first place. Imagine, imagine if your canonical tag was, was in a weird way treated as um, a signpost, um, almost like, um, I don't want to use the word cookie. Cookie is like so the wrong word because you're not putting something on another person's computer or nothing, but right. it's coming, checking your head um, uh, of, of the site that it's extracting information from. And the canonical will consistently direct whatever device back to the source, the the prime source of information. Is the thinking that I just started thinking like three minutes ago? What do you think? <laughs> Stated as fact. No, that I, I think that makes absolutely great sense. I mean, yeah, you, you're sort of thinking ahead and going, "What do I see the world coming to?" Um, but I think it's it's pretty much a, a logical extension. I mean, it's it's all the converse. Well, not all the conversations at this point, but they will be. You're right is Google really wants to be a data source that is not website dependent. We're seeing this, right? Like with, with database schema and, and all of that sort of stuff, right? Like they, they just want, they just want the information. They don't need the pretty picture that you're framing it in. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, yeah, you're right to have a, a signal that is, you know, this is the original source. These are all the different device sources very much. And, and I'm visualizing it as sort of like you do with multiple language sites, right? Like here's my original and then here's all the variants. And these are for specific, specific users in the case of language with specific, you know, in specific locations, what we're referring to now with the, the canonical and, and the variety of different, you know, things around it. Of course, not just the canonical, but you know, looking at this is the original source, but here's the sources for different devices, right? Here's the data set that I'm giving you. Here's, you know, this version of a page, this version of a page, this version of a page, but here's, you know, the one page to rule them all uh, sort of side of things. We're going to have to take a break any second because we're actually way over time in this segment, but I want to, here's an article idea for you or for somebody listening who jumps on it first. It's one of those everything old is new again articles where you talk about a, uh, an element, a device, a technique, or something that was used in SEO for one purpose back in the day and is now used, still used, but for a different purpose today. That's a very interesting idea. I'll be brainstorming that one, hopefully, or somebody else might get something and pick a different thing. So, you know, you could probably do hundreds of articles like this in a, in a weird way. Either way, I want a link. 
um, uh, canonically https slash slash digitalalwaysmedia.com. Thank you. Um, okay, on that, we got to take a break here on Webcology. It's the 25th of October, uh, uh, 2018. Two more shopping months till Christmas. Uh, four more coding weeks until really it's like too damn late. Um, and, uh, well, probably 30 to 80 to 90 seconds till we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Start your search engine and set your servers into overdrive. It's WebmasterRadio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 25th of October, 2018. 2018's almost gone, folks. Um, Mind-blowing. This is Jim Hedger from Did Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Dave is live in New York at the SMX uh, East Conference where, um, what was it, an hour and a half or two hours ago, he was uh, on stage. Um, you have to do this before going up on, uh, on stage still, don't you? Oh, I do. I do. And you know what? I, I used to kind of keep that to myself and I'm like, you know what? It's okay for other people to know that happens because I was catching in the speakers on other people that were in sort of the same spot. I'm like, yeah, okay, you know what? I'll just let people know that I do too, <laughs> even though I've spoken it. I don't know how many at, at this yeah, point. Countless I can count the badges. Um, but yeah, every time, and it's the a funny thing, and I actually passed your advice uh, to a first-time speaker, and it was advice you gave me the first time I was speaking, and this is going back to uh, SES 2006, which was a huge conference back then but is now non-existent. Um, and I was going there and I was all nervous as heck. I think I basically felt like I wanted to puke, <laughs> like getting ready to go up there. And, and you reminded me that everybody wants you to succeed. I was like, oh, right, still nervous. But, you know, it's that, right, people aren't here to throw you under the bus. People aren't here, people are here to learn something and they want you to do a good job. And I passed that on just, just a few hours ago. 
uh, somebody who was doing it their first time. <laughs> it, it seemed to now, fortunately, and I also found out through through chatting, she was a teacher. She's like, I'm used to standing up there. And so I actually said it, it probably resonates more because you're a teacher of teenagers um, and they probably do want you to screw up because that would be funny. Uh, these people <laughs> don't want you to screw up because they want you to do a great job. Um, and it was good advice, but yeah, every time. And it's it's a funny thing. And and I was chatting with Arson again. I won't pronounce his last name because I brutalize it. But um, I, I was chatting with him and he does, too. And it's the, we have the same thing where as soon as we're talking, we're fine. Yeah. As soon as, as, soon as I'm that. standing and talking, I'm good to go. But like the five minutes before not so it's it's an odd thing and but uh fortunately now i know it and it's like yeah you'll get over this just start talking and you're fine so for for folks who are going to be speaking at conferences um that is sage advice i remember giving it to lots of different people um <laughs> but folks who are attending conferences you're encouraged to go speak to the speakers like absolutely go up and talk to them pick their brains um give them the, your business card um speakers want to share their information with you that's what they're doing at the show in the first place and Again, you paid your money to get in, so please take advantage of your proximity to uh, to experts in the field, people that you read or watch videos of or, or whatever, right? Take advantage of that. But keep in mind, do it after they've gone on. Before they go on, they're a ball of – they're, they're nervous yes. as hell. Like, they're, they're, they're wrecks. Um um, I used to, I almost used to throw up every time I, I, I did countless, I, I've done countless conferences. I have no idea how many I've spoken at, but every time I was terrified before going on stage, I, cause in our it's industry, that's, well, yeah, because you can't make a mistake if you yeah. do. I mean, you can like, seriously, it's forgivable if you do, but people take you so serious, take what we say so seriously. And they actually bet real, real capital on it. Like this is their business money. <laughs> Yeah. So it's kind of serious, you know? Yeah, no, it is. And, and I mean, I think that's a great point because I think a lot of people might be hesitant to, but you're, you're hundred percent right. Um, you know, I've never, not, not once in all the conferences. And I'm, I know you can say the same thing because it doesn't happen. I've never heard a speaker complain that too many people ask them questions after ever. Oh, no, I love, <laughs> I, I used to love it when people co would come up. Um, the only time is when you have to go to the bathroom. That's a, that can be a problem. <laughs> That does happen. But, <laughs> yeah, I think we've all been there and it's like, nobody have questions. Nobody have questions. But it's not that we don't want to answer questions. Hit us up at lunch. We're great. Give us five minutes. That <laughs> will be great. Okay. So you're at a conference that's probably full of search engine optimization specialists, right? I, I, I hope so because I'm – taking tips from some of them. <laughs> okay, and just to, just, just to be clear on this, last week you were at a conference that was like full of SEO experts, right? Yeah, that, that was true, yeah. Okay, no, 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 just bear with me here. I don't want to belabor the point, but the week before that, you were at a conference full of SEO experts, right? That, that is a truth fact. Okay, so Google is asking, because I guess they can't find enough in one place or something, what SEOs do. They want SEOs to inform them what they do. Now, mm. the way I figure it, all they got to do is go over to one of these conferences and ask, but I mean, this is why I'm not one of the smartest kids in the room, obviously. <laughs> well, and that's, that's kind of a funny one because they're actually like the headline sponsor of, of this one. <laughs> so, y you know, you'd think they'd know about it. <laughs> well, so as far as as far as Google knows, SEOs drink. Oh yeah, no, 
<laughs> um, like, you know, but seriously, That's true. Like, and this is this is fairly serious. Uh, John Mueller again on 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 Twitter um, says that Google is looking to add more information about why developers would like hire or consult with SEOs. Um, one thing apparently that front end developers are constantly asking the uh, the Googleites is what SEOs actually do. Um, so. Um, you mightn't believe me when I say this, but according to John, Google wants to highlight the great work SEOs do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Not the bad work, but the great work. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what's funny? I, I've thought of this, um, and it, it didn't occur to me, but I was having a chat over uh, over the birds of a feather sort of lunch tables, um, and I was like, you know, I think we are, um, like sort of we are to developers what developers are to designers. Right, like developers take a pretty thing and then make it functional to the user, and then we take a functional thing to the user and make it functional to the search engines. Right, it's just, you know, we we we're all an important part of the process, and the earlier we can all be involved, the better. Right, and then I'm sure a developer would find it handy not just to be handed a design, right, like to be able to go, okay, you know, here's the technologies, right, like here's what we can do, um, just like we like to when the developers take over. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's that's sort of. I, my, I could go on for a couple hours about that. God, designers, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, you know, and I think I, I have a lot of, and I'm sure you do too, a lot of respect for designers. I don't even ah, blame them for not SEO stuff. Okay, well, I mean, there's some designers, but you know, <laughs> if if they didn't know, they they didn't know, and that's not their job to know. Otherwise, they'd be SEOs, right? They wouldn't be designers, but you know, or maybe both. But that would be a lot of information to try and store in your head. Um, They'd be selling you know, used cars, if you ask me. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I, had a bad, I, I just went through like uh, about a $2,500 bad experience with a designer. And that's not a lot of money and stuff, but, you know, that would have been mine. <laughs> but now it's not anymore. So, like, you know. I can afford it, but I would still rather not. Not waste it anyway, right? <laughs> I'm sure you'd love to pay for it if it turned out to be what it was supposed to. I'm not coming to visit you and Mary this summer. I'll tell you that much. And it's all their fault. All right, but just I, give me their name. I digress. <laughs> so if you were if you were asked in, in, in a tweet to describe what SEOs do, how, how, what would you say? Um, we make content accessible to search engines. I don't know. That's that's. I mean, you know, on on from from Google side, I think that's what the the answer is. If I ask a client, we drive more web traffic. <laughs> but how do we do that? We make sure your content is accessible um, and prioritized properly. I'll say, you know, let's put air quotes around properly because it's whoever uh, you pays might the bill. The air there's only had two hundred forty characters. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you you know, you define it different to Google than to to a client, right? The client doesn't care that you're making it accessible to Google; they just want traffic, right? We make that that you, when you look at your analytics, it goes up, right? Like that's all a client cares about. Um, but from a Google angle, I think that is our primary role, right? Our primary role is to keep up with the formats that they need things in and what they're telling us to form, like sort of structure things as, and do that, and and make sure that Google can see our content and, and prioritize the pages within it and, and prioritize the site as a whole. Um, so that we're just talking about internal links and, and external links and, and, you know, citations and entity references, but you know, that's our job, but you're right. I, I can't possibly define it in a tweet. So sorry, I can't, John, I can't answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, 
if anybody is interested in in in, in taking the uh, SEO Twitter challenge, <laughs> okay. If anyone out there is interested in taking uh, John Mueller's, that's at John Mew at J O H N M U uh, SEO Twitter challenge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, now I really want it, but it might be like a chain. <laughs> I'm hoping so. I'm truly hoping, like a very long chain. And every one of them should say, please, please, please pass on or you will break a leg or something. Um, <laughs> please pass on or bad luck will befall you. But uh, pass on to John Mueller, please. What SEOs do? Just to reiterate, it's at John Mew and it's the SEO Twitter challenge. <laughs> um go <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um, all right now shall we show. <laughs> go go let's do it I know I will um, all right I know we've only got a few minutes so we have to take the next break is that yeah. you know how time progresses um, are there any stories that are of, of specific interest to you I got a couple here that I'm like oh yeah right that happened uh, what's that oh all right. One of my favorite things, and I think we kind of talked about this previously, but it's it's rolled out. It was sort of like a test, and and now it's now it's rolled out. Um, Google, this is super functional, and I love it. And think of the paid search while I'm talking about it. Um, the Google Lens features are now within Google Image search results. So for our listeners who don't know, you can read about it on Search Engine Land. Guess who wrote it? Barry Schwartz. Um, <laughs> It always is, and we needed to mention his name another time on this show. Um, anyway, but it, what it basically enables you to do, I mean, there's a bunch of things it can do, but the thing that I love and the thing that is profitable for Google in doing this is if you see a, an oh item in an image, you can select it within that image, and it will then find that item for you. Um, like find other images that relate to that item. Think shopping, for example, and that's pretty much the example that they use, um, in, uh, or at least Barry does in his uh in a screen cap, right? But it's like, okay, and you know, somebody's seen an image, they're selecting, um, you know, the uh, the couch in the image, and then all of a sudden it shows a bunch of, of images of, of that couch or, or pages with it. Okay, that's fantastic. But I can only imagine that you and I are gonna be talking, hey, I'll be able to look back on it when it does happen, because mark my words, it will, uh, when they start injecting shopping result, results into that. If they find that the success rate on their work in it, um, you know, is, is high enough if they're, if they're hitting their target and, and getting, you know, the right couch showing up enough times, um, then they'll, they'll quickly be able to, to inject shopping ads in there. Um, I think it's a, a great, a great opportunity for retailers because then you can actually just start basically advertising products as a brand. You just advertise products by having images, right? Like Indeed. just by putting out awesome images. And when people want that, you know, super soaker, all right, you know, highlight it in the picture and and there you go now you found it that exact model right it, it's so, it's great listeners go check out search engine land it was on october 25th one of the one of the earlier stories he posted uh so this morning uh at about 7 a.m 7 15 a.m uh eastern um so just when you're you know this, this you might be listening to this podcast a few weeks from now october 25th uh early in the morning the example that barry uses um shows a, uh, a living room ensemble, okay? And you're moving your mouse around and these little um, spotlights or dots appear over certain parts of the living room, the table, the armoire, the uh, uh, dining, the uh, uh, sofa, the easy chair, etc. Click on those dots and you get 
a representation of that image as close as Google gets to it. So you might get uh, two dozen blue sofas made by different manufacturers. Now, assumably, those images are um, on those manufacturers or retailers' websites. Click on that image, you will probably expand the image and you know go to website. This is the way you get. This is the way for. Uh, even now, retailers can still be drawing people into their websites uh, with Google Lens. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Alt tag everything. <laughs> My advice here is to throw alt tags on shit and use schema. You know what? That's some great advice. There's, and I can't even remember how long ago it was done, but I'll bet you could YouTube search it, like image optimization map cuts. Um, image optimization hasn't really changed all that much but yeah put in your 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 alt tags make sure your file names are are appropriate <laughs> like just it, include it the google their ai is getting fantastic and 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 they're getting really good at, at, at image work that's how they're able to even have this lens to begin with but you're right like just spoon feed them so they don't question it and so that they know 100 percent. you know you have a model number of a laptop you know and you're good put it in there <laughs> like just remove any any chance that they might you know if it's at a weird angle and they don't quite recognize it remind them what it is right i think that's some some great advice and yeah for our listeners matt cuts did a video probably like five years ago but it's still relevant and he gives some great advice on image optimization that that's now just become even more important another thing that i think is important is trying to understand how like google is matching up um, is, is drawing matches for the object it sees in front of it. So you've got a um, a full-on uh, image of this blue couch. Think about um, laying out your website. What if you had a three-quarter profile image of the couch? Would it work the same way? Would Google draw the same sorts of results? I think... Um, uh, this might go to designers or perhaps developers. I don't know which. Um, but it's something you want to think about, like how how Google will be putting um, its uh, inventory of images against the uh, one in the image that you've produced. Don't forget, you're the one who wants to make the sale, and you've got a whole bunch of competitors out there. So mm -hmm. image quality and, I, I would imagine, image orientation is going to become a lot more important. You know, that's a really interesting thing. And for our listeners, you know. I'm just spitballing here. Um, but it might be interesting to set up some alerts, um, you know, just to monitor for that sort of thing. Let's say, I don't know, pick a, pick a major show that's on right now. I don't actually have cable, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, pick, a, pick a, a major show and, okay, what if it shows up on that, right? What if... I don't know. I'll, I'll go with one Mary lights, right? Like what if Ellen has a new couch that they sit on right? in, uh, you know, on her show? Okay. What is the angle of that? Now take your inventory, <laughs> make sure oh, you dude, have a picture yeah, that actually, matches that angle. Sure. Yeah. Um, right, but yeah, no, so, yeah. Keep what you're, sorry, finish what you're saying. That makes good sense. No, no that's, that's exactly it. It's, it's, yeah, just, I, I know I would be, if I was one of the major brands or a major website like Amazon, just making sure, if nothing else, Amazon can do it en masse. But yeah, okay, just make sure you have every possible angle now, right? And like, just prioritize them through and figure out how to do that without just destroying your load times, right? And there, there are good ways. Um, you know, but yeah, make sure you have them in all different 
uh, different contexts, make sure you have some with people on them that would be naturally sitting there, right? And if, if you see it show up in a show in a specific angle with specific people, great, duplicate that as best you can, right? And, and make sure you have that if it's important enough. I'm not saying every show you see a couch in that kind of resembles hers, <laughs> you know, make sure you set up for it. But if it's major and people are going to go, hey, what's that? Yeah, you, you want to be there. Which kind of computer or laptop is it that sits on, you know, this desk? Great. Make sure you have one at that angle um, if you sell that laptop. This might sound a little bit anal, but we're talking, in some cases, we're talking about um, a serious amount of money, you know, for, cer- for certain websites or certain businesses. Eh? It might even be wise to consult um, SEOs who are, you know, photography or image experts, people like uh, Kevin Mullet, Marty Weintraub, Matt Zitellos, folks like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 I mean, that sounds a little bit extreme, and they'll certainly charge you for their time, but um, we're moving into an era where the way we optimized for search um, is, well, this is another one of those um, uh, exponential explosion eras, you know, where where the the playground we work in is, every it feels like every week it just gets so much bigger, right? Mm-hmm. So that much more that higher a level I guess of expertise is often called for for individual projects yeah Um, it definitely is and well and especially when you're dealing with something that you would then be reproducing right don't cut costs on the consultant that tells you how to do something on mass (laughs) like just pay the bill get it done right because then you're going to have your interns or your just general staff earning whatever they're paid to go and do this work for you. So yes, you're gonna you're gonna pay for that consulting and you're gonna get it done right and you're gonna make a lot of money. So <laughs> do that. And that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. And you gave three fantastic names there. I, I can't even add to the list. Speaking of uh, speaking of making some money, we gotta help webmasterradio.fm doing that because it keeps us on the air. So we gotta take a break here on Webcology. Friends, you are listening to Webcology at webmasterradio.fm on the 25th of October, 2018. Get out there and enjoy the rest of the year because 2018 is almost gone. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. It's time once again to get ready for the 35th Annual Miami Book Fair, November 11th through the 18th. Learn more at MiamiBookFair.com. Over 500 authors will be coming in from all over the world to read their books, answer questions from the audience, and sign autographs. Award-winning luminaries confirmed to attend this year include novelists like Elliot Ackerman, Robert Olin Butler, Ingrid Rojas Contreras, and Deborah Dean. Nonfiction writers like Dr. Mark Agronin, Mohammed Al-Samwawi, Andrea Barnett, and Tina Brown. Celebrities like Justine Bates. Steve Kornacki, Bill Press. These are just a few of the confirmed 500 authors scheduled to appear at the 2018 Miami Book Fair, November 11th to the 18th. Check out the full schedule of events right now at MiamiBookFair.com. That's MiamiBookFair.com. It starts at 7. 
Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact B-R-A-S-C-O at WMR.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the uh, 25th of October, 2018. Jim Hedger from New Jersey's Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk and Marketing. Dave is live in New York at uh, the SMX East. And... Uh, you're not going to surprise me with like, like, like he did a couple of weeks ago when he threw Dwayne on or something, are you? Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> um, we are we're experiencing an, an interesting echo, so it's hard to tell um, which are key. Yeah, it's definitely hard to tell which our cues are. Okay, Dave, we got time for one more story. Um, is there anything that uh, your um, strange, mad adventures of the last three weeks uh, draw your mind to? Um, probably one of the nice stories that I'm thinking of right now, because it's like a feel-good story, but it's incredibly useful, is Google Maps adding accessibility to 3 million um, different right now so basically when people are searching up specific locations or looking for locations it's a filter you can turn on too um, you can find out if they're if they're accessible I, I just you know what I, I just like it <laughs> like I, I just think it's a great idea I don't need the the specific feature that's in there uh, but I think it's absolutely outstanding um, and and about time they did that I hate to tell you this man but I didn't hear a word you said in the beginning of that segment because of a technical difficulty we were having Oh, you know what? That's that may well be on my end, and I apologize to our to our listeners that that happened. Um, yeah, it's the um, accessibility um, was added into Google Maps, so you can now basically while you're looking for locations, they've got 40 million locations in there now, um, and and basically allowing people who may have problems with mobility, um, you know, find locations that that are accessible that that they know uh, Google Maps that they can they can get into. Um, and, and include filters where it'll only show them those results. I, I think uh, I just love it. it. It's not a direct SEO thing per se, um, but you know what? It, 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 it's a good thing to do. And I think it will push some businesses um, to actually, you know, maybe move that, that direction if they haven't had the chance to yet, because now it is going to be something that's right out there. Um, and it is going to be one of the, the features and filters that you can, you can put on and, 
you know, of course, you, you know, if I'm taking my grandmother out to lunch, yeah, I would just immediately turn that that feature on, um, you know, just to just to make sure that that getting around is is going to be easier. So I think it's a great move on their part. I think it will be offer some interesting marketing um, environments, especially in in specific um, niches. Um, and you know, it, it's just an, a, a good a good news piece um, out of Google because I think it's I think it's a great move on their part. Uh, you know, we need more good news pieces out of good news pieces out of Google or in the tech world in general. Um, now, having in many cities accessibility uh, accessibility for for disabled persons is the law. It's wonderful to see Google actually like helping people know where they can go around a city. Um, in Toronto, many of the subway stations don't have elevators, and so uh, it's it's horrible seeing somebody in a wheelchair trying to navigate around in uh, in any sense of 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 of, of equity. Um, so yeah, good on Google for that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fantastic. And speaking of Google, um, and this came out of PubCon, but just you know was was reported today, and I actually unfortunately couldn't attend unbelievably Gary Eyes session uh, <laughs> at PubCon due to prior engagements. Um, but there are two ways for, for users who don't know, and most of you do, but you know what, like we were talking earlier about the canonical, maybe you don't. Um, there are two ways to get your um, content indexed by Google. Um, it is links and sitemaps. Uh, what I didn't know, I knew that they would prioritize weight um, by lengths, like the, you know, the weight of a page is dictated by its internal linking structure uh, and position in it, but it's actually the primary method. He sort of said, yep, it's, it's links and sitemaps, links first, right? So if you, if you want to get content into Google's index quickly, um, make sure that you are linking to it internally in places that are crawled frequently. Um, you know, uh, this is, you know, also, if you want to speed up the process, go into Search Console and you know fetch it and, and submit it. But you know, which is always a good idea if you have fresh content you just need in there right now. Um, but it was a nice reminder. Stuff we we knew internal links were important, but if you need it indexed, if it's top story or something like that, and you need it indexed fast, uh, a link is going to do it far faster than a sitemap. According to Gary Eyes, I hear he knows a thing or two about Google. Now I understand that the fastest way of all, while it's still there, remains Google Plus. If you have a URL that you just need to get in there, need to get in there, like, oh, I don't know, in seconds, um, run it through Google+. Submit it uh, as, an, like, an article in in your feed. Uh, Google has to spider it to bring it up on, on Google+. Bing, bang, boom, you're in the index. You know what? That's, that's actually a good point. I wonder, because he had just listed the two, I, I, I wonder why he didn't, didn't talk about Google+. Oh, I don't know, because everyone gets all red-faced and shuffles their feet around a little bit when they talk about Google+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. we cost you all tens of thousands of person hours, but, uh, well, screw it. <laughs> um, um, I think it is good to know that uh, that Google is still primarily a link crawler. Yeah, it is. And I can't see that changing in the short term future. Now, of course, we're just talking about web here. Like we got all sorts of other ways to get data into Google. Right. But, um, you know, as far as your website goes, internal links are internal links are the way to go. And if nothing else, you know, it's a good reminder that if it is really important content to you, if you're like, I've written this piece and I really need it indexed fast. Well, chances are it should be placed in a prominent area 
on your site's hierarchy because otherwise it's not important. <laughs> like that's just sort of, you know, you can sort of self-prioritize your, you know, your own thing that way. If it's going to be buried five, you know, five pages deep in the hierarchy, then it's probably not that important. So, you know, there you are. If it's one or two, okay, right? Home, blog, there's your blog post, right? So, um, and if that's where your fresh content is, yeah, that's pretty close. You're, you're probably going to get crawled pretty uh, pretty quickly there. I'd still, you know, if it's really important, I've had those, and I'm sure you have too. It's like, okay, this is really important, either because it's fresh news and I need it in there quickly, um, or I've just detected that there's, you know, I've, I've messed up and put a typo in a title tag or the client has. Right? I don't want this fixed fast. Go to Search Console, fetch it in there. That's a third way, right, that, that wasn't listed there. But, yeah, you just do a fetch and render and then submit and, you know, it's usually taken care of in a couple minutes. You know, one thing I would like to see, like, 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 um, Gary has noted that that uh, the, the the second the the number two method of of discovering new pages is uh, through an XML sitemap. Okay, that's great. So we know that it, that Google won't find your pages quickly through an XML sitemap, as it will just crawling links found in on, on the website itself. What I something I would be interested in is what is the role of the XML sitemap in um, forcing Google to re-spider the site or come back again to re-render different pages? Is right. being in a sitemap and setting the priorities and setting the uh, the, 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 the the frequencies uh, properly on your sitemap does that really have the the kind of effect that we think it does? And if so, does that bring the spider back over and over again? On, on, on regular basis or is that just something that we're, we talk about a bit? I right. Mean, do nothing. right. I, I think all of us have wondered that too. And I, I think probably like you, the only advice I've ever given on that one is be honest, right? Like don't, you know, last modified, don't just always have it last modified when your sitemap was generated, right? Like just keep that honest and then Google will know, okay, there's two new ones here, right? Okay, right? Let's Let's control your, you know, quote unquote crawl budget. It's not, part of the same thing because that's the link structure but you know let's let's control it and if you're honest i can't help but think your odds are up but whether they even pay attention to that at this point i don't actually know i just go with best practices and hope they do <laughs> so well yeah i just think of all the time that that seos myself included spend on things that we we know matter because that's that's what we know to be true but in reality google's degraded it like months ago it just hasn't told anybody yeah yeah, and, if, and um, for listeners who don't think Google does that, we didn't find out about, like, rank brain until, like, four months later. <laughs> it's like, oh, we had this revolutionary algorithm. Uh, it's the third most important factor. Uh, you all missed it, right? Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, on that, um, we got to take a break here on – I'm going to take a break. I'm sorry. We're done. Full clock. Um, and blessed be, man, you get to go home soon. I do. Yeah, I do. Just rounding out the conference, meeting up with a client for dinner, and then uh, to bed and on a plane. Excellent. Well, have a safe trip home, and I will uh, definitely talk to you next week. Friends, you've been listening to uh, a fairly fresh uh, Jim Hedger and what must be an exhausted Dave Davies um, on Webcology, on webmasterradio.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is me, Jim Hedger, from, from Digital Always Media. It's October 25th, day of recording. Stick around, webmasterradio.fm. There is a memorial for, um, for for James Martell, who passed away a couple of weeks ago at 5 p.m. tonight. Stick around for that. 
Uh, James was a wonderful, wonderful man and a, uh, a good colleague. And uh, friends, stick around the network. After the news, more great content coming up. Be safe. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.